Don't we give God praise today? Aren't you grateful to be in the house of God? Amen. Celebrating the goodness of God. If every place that I could go would feel this great, uh, today I'm just thankful, amen, to experience the power and the presence of a living God. Aren't you glad to be in the house of God with God's people, amen, feeling his power and presence? Those of you online, hopefully you too are experiencing the power and presence of God. Oh, can we just take a moment and celebrate God's goodness in this house today? Lord, we praise you. We magnify your name. Thank you, God, for all that you have done and all that you're about to do in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So glad that you are here today. I'm just trusting that God is going to minister to you in a mighty and powerful way today. Amen. Welcome to the Sanctuary Church. We are trusting that God's presence is already here and that you will be transformed from the inside out during the course of the few moments ahead. Amen. Amen. It was March 28, 1990, a few years ago. The Chicago Bulls were playing the Cleveland Cavaliers in the playoffs. In this game, a fellow by the name of Michael Jordan, well, he scored his all-time career high of 69 points and led the Bulls to an overtime victory over the Cavs. He played 50 minutes and really was very focused. It was very intense basketball. When asked about his performance following the conclusion of the game, he said, look, I was just pushing myself. I was going to do everything in my power to try to allow my team to win. And then this interview, well, it shifts to the rookie forward, Stacy King. Well, King he had scored one point, and he thought, hey, what do you think about this incredible game? What do you think about all that happened? Well, he shared this. I'll always remember this night because this is the night that Michael Jordan and I combined to score 70 points. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> This kind of reminds me of what it might look like to God when I try to get in on the praise that God alone deserves. Amen? Come on, somebody. You've got to understand that he is the one that's worthy of all praise, of all glory, and of all honor today. Amen. This being Thanksgiving, and we're really entering into the season of Thanksgiving week, I think it's going to be a wonderful opportunity to reflect upon the blessings of the Lord. But what you got to do is sometimes, even though sometimes when life feels hard, we've got to be able and willing to count our blessings. Amen? Be willing to count our blessings every single day. We know that there's so much to be thankful for. I'm grateful today for what God has done in my life. Amen. I'm grateful for what God continues to do in my life every single day. When I think about the goodness of the Lord and all that he has done for me, amen, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. Anybody in the room today grateful for the saving power of Jesus Christ? Amen. Why don't we just take a moment and elevate the Lord in our hearts and minds. Thank you, Jesus for all that you have done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When life has been seen as tough, sometimes it can be easy and difficult at times to even really consider what is good amidst all the bad. What I'm hoping for is during the course of this particular series that will allow us all, let us understand this main thing, that we are called to have a grateful heart. Amen. We're called to have a grateful heart and it all begins with 
our attitude. We not, may not be able to choose our circumstances, right? You can't necessarily choose how the day is going to unfold, but we can absolutely determine how we will respond to every circumstance that comes our way. We can choose to set our focus upon the Lord each and every day. I'm sure that when we think about gratitude, we think of more feeling than action. But folks, here's the deal. We've got to be proactive in our attitude of gratefulness today. We've got to take intentional steps every single day, every single morning to fight off the negativity of all that surrounds us, right? It's so easy. I get caught up so easily in all the negative stuff around it. But we have got to take action. We've got to guard our hearts, guard our minds, and fight off the attack of the enemy today because he's waging a war against every single believer. Amen. He's waging a war against the human race. But can I tell someone today that Jesus Christ is still on the throne of the universe? God is with you and God is for you. Therefore, no matter what the enemy shares, against us. We don't have to worry about fear or doubt today or unbelief. We are called to praise the Lord. Amen. Every day of my life, I want to begin the day by elevating him in my heart and mind and begin to praise God and thank him for his goodness and thank him for his grace. Amen. Where would I be without the mercy and the grace of God? Amen. And amen. Amen. Why don't we just take a moment and give God praise one more time. Praise. Praise God. You see, our praise, it's a declaration today. It's a declaration today that God is in control. And it's a declaration that we will not relent, that we will not retreat today. Why? Because our faith, our trust is in the Lord and not in our circumstances around us. My faith is in God alone. I will trust not in chariots, amen, but I will trust in the name of the Lord God Almighty in my life every single day, amen. I want you to know that we are in a battle. We're in a battle for our minds, a war for our attitude today. And this is very much a spiritual battle, right? Turn to someone beside and say, hey, this is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual battle. Now, you might not think of gratitude and spiritual warfare in the same realm, but if we're going to talk about the spirit of thankfulness, it means that we have actually taken our thoughts captive, right? We've taken thoughts captive that are coming against us. So today, we are going to focus on living a life filled with God's joy, filled with God's peace today, amen, to give God continual praise with our words, with our heart, with our attitude, amen. Can someone in the room just elevate God right now? Elevate the Lord in your heart and mind. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done. I praise you and magnify you as King of kings and Lord of lords, amen. We're gonna talk about how praise, in fact, draws us closer. To God. It lifts me above the darts of the enemy today. Amen. Come on, somebody. So whatever situation you find yourself, whatever attack of the enemy is coming against you right now, Jesus Christ is Lord of all. And he's greater than the issue. He's greater than the pain. He's greater than the discouragement. He's greater than the confusion today. We serve a mighty God. Amen. And Jesus is his name. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Scripture tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning at verse 9. But you are a chosen generation. Everybody say, I'm a chosen generation. Come on. I'm a royal priesthood, the Bible says. Amen. A holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness. I'm thankful today God has called me out of darkness. Amen. Anybody in the room today, I'm grateful that God has removed the blinders today. He's calling me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. I'm grateful for the light of Jesus shining in my heart. Amen. Anyone in the room today grateful for the light of Jesus shining in our hearts today. Amen. Today we're going to preach about this subject, gratitude created to Praise. Amen. In this room today, you, my brothers, my sisters, young people in the room today, each and every one of you, you are created to praise the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. You are meant to praise God. Amen. You are his children today, the children of the Most High God. Everyone in this room, those of us online today, you are a royal priesthood today, a chosen generation. In fact, this Bible declares that we are God's special what a blessing. What a promise today. Amen. Amen. Think about that. You're not alone in this fight. You're not by yourself in the midst of the battle. God is with you. That's the promise of Scripture. He is for you today, and you are his people today. We are his people today. Praise the name of the Lord. We are significant. We are valuable in the sight of God today. Amen. That means you got to tell your neighbor this. God chose me. Sure, tell your neighbor if you can. God chose me. Hey, God chose me. Type that in the chat today. If you keep on reading, these are powerful words. They're linked to us. Why? Because of whose we are today. We belong to God today. Amen. He has called us and what he's called us to do. Amen. Because we are his, we are called to praise him. Amen. We are called to praise the Lord. We've been called out of darkness, the Bible says, and now we're called to live like we have. This idea of blessing and praise, it will ultimately call the attention to what God has done, to the goodness of God in my life. I'm grateful today for his grace and his goodness and his mercy being bestowed upon me, given to me daily. Amen. It's a formidable weapon today. Praise. Amen. And in that praise moment, in fact, it will able to withstand the attack of the enemy today. Sometimes we get bogged down with the things around us. But can I tell someone today, be encouraged. God is with you. Be encouraged. Trust in the word of God because he is for you and he is with you. Amen, somebody. Why don't we give God praise together? We don't have to agree with the lies of the enemy, of the world, of the devil today, all right? We don't have to agree with the lies that people speak about us today. The enemy has told us some things. You don't have to hold on to those lies today. We don't have to fall into the trap of living a self-centered, all-about-me kind of lifestyle. What a sad Christian life, right? If it was all about me and only me, I mean, when it should be about brothers and sisters, right? Love God, love others, amen? Yeah. It should be about all of us partnering together for the cause of Christ, 
don't fall into the trap because our praise actually puts the focus on where it belongs, on God's goodness, on the power of God being made real in our life. Allow me to tell you a truth about praise. Praise proclaims God's faithfulness. Amen? Praise, it proclaims God's faithfulness. In fact, praise, it makes such a bold declaration of trust in an unchanging God today. The nature of God, he does not change. In fact, praise, it shifts the atmosphere today because of its powerful expression of faith in Jesus Christ. We declare the faithfulness of God, that God is faithful yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. We declare this, and we do so by offering praise as a sacrifice in times of confusion, in times of disappointment, and certainly in times of hardship. This faith, it actually carries a supernatural ability to invade and change our circumstances. Come on, somebody, if you will just begin to praise God where you are. Amen. Whatever situation you find ourselves in today, be it finances, physical need, spiritual, emotional concerns today, we serve a God who is with you and he is for you today. Praise sets the atmosphere. It, in fact, cranks up the thermometer in our hearts. Today, I want to praise God with everything within me and elevate the Lord because he alone is worthy of all praise and glory and honor today. Amen. Amen. Study any great period in the history of humanity, those revival moments in our lives, and you will find it was a revival of praise. And during those hard times, look, hard times came, right, during some of those seasons. Yeah, you'll find that. But what you will find is people who were faithful to God in the midst of their moment of concern. And praise is what brought victory in their life. They were able to be sustained by the power and presence of God because they praised their way through their problems. Oh, come on, somebody. I don't know what you're facing or feeling right now. I don't know what you're on the inside dealing with, but can I tell someone today, if you begin to praise God in the middle of your problems, all of a sudden those problems begin to shrink a little bit. Why? Because we are trusting in the power of God to make himself real in our lives. Praising God, it should be like oxygen. To our soul today. Amen. Not only does it fight battles, it enriches every aspect of our lives. It reminds us of the faithfulness of God in all areas of life. It's not just when we show up within the four walls of a building or when we're watching online, but when we begin to praise God, right, while we're driving down the road. <laughs> while we're sitting in the cubicle or when we got the computer screen in front of us working and when we're, we're doing whatever it is, we can begin to praise God in the middle of that moment and God's presence can wash over us. His power can seep into our soul and all of a sudden it just doesn't seem so bad anymore. Why? Because Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, there is a change in me today. I want to celebrate the goodness of God. I want to celebrate. Amen. I'm not going to allow some rocks to cry out on my behalf. No, I'm going to praise God for what he does every single day in my life. Praise God at work. 
you're going to enjoy work a little bit more. <laughs> you can be tolerated a bit more, right? Praise God in your home, you'll have a better home life. Praise God as you're driving, and you won't feel the torture of that long drive on I-35. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Praise is your weapon to counteract all the ways that life tries to beat you down on a daily basis. Psalm 146, 49 verse 6 reads, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and the two-edged sword in their hand. Why? Because praising God is the most practical activity that there is, for it is the source of our strength today. The Bible talks about how true praise is in fact a response to God's nature. It agrees with what the Bible declares about him. In the Old Testament, when the enemies were coming against God's people, what would they do? What kind of song would they sing? 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and 21. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. All right, musicians, <laughs> you're walking in front of the army today. That's what this verse is saying. So they were appointing singers to walk in front of the army, singing to the Lord, praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. Amen. His faithful love endures forever his faithful love it endures forever the people of judah they didn't sing about conquering their enemy some cadence type of song instead their god-centered declaration it represented a supernatural level of faith they already saw the enemy as defeated in the spirit realm their praise it elevated their perspective from what they saw in the natural to something in the supernatural they agreed with god and disagreed with the destructive plans of their enemy in other words they focused on the problem solver rather than the problem. Amen. What was their result? Well, they received a miraculous victory. Amen. If you want a miracle in your midnight hour, you better learn to praise God right in the middle of that prison cell, right? If you want the storm to cease in your life, you better learn to praise the God that we serve today because in the eye of the storm, there is peace and safety. If you want God to be with you in the middle of your pain, we've got to learn to praise him through the process in Jesus' name. Praise, it declares that God is faithful and it elevates our view. Praise, it elevates our view. It's not some magical formula. It's an authentic, deliberate lifting up of your eyes to the one who is able to do all things today, who is above all, through all, and in us all. Praise says no to the consuming influence of our present problem. There is a resounding yes to God's word and the promises of his scriptures today. Psalm 121, verse 1. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence come my help. Why is that? Well, the psalmist went on to write, My help, it comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. 
the God that declared the goodness and his power and his grace, the, the supernatural ability, the creative force of God spoken in the Genesis account. This same God who created the heavens and the earth, this God will be with us. That is where our help comes from today. If you think your God is powerless today, the God that we serve, he's the one that created the heavens and earth, amen? He's the one that spoke the worlds into existence. He said, let it be, and it was so. That same God is with you in the midnight hour. He's with you in the moment of your struggle today. You don't have to face life alone, your circumstance by yourself. No, you serve a God who is with you. He loves you. He is concerned about you. He cares about your problems and your issues. He wants to deliver all of us today. He wants to save humanity from our sin. Oh, is someone praise God with me for the work that God wants to do. The finished work of Calvary being made real in our lives. Amen. Praise does not call us to deny our situation. On the contrary, it enables us to stare conflict right in the face with boldness. We can stare it down right in the face with boldness. Why? Praise keeps us power-oriented. Lack of praise keeps us problem oriented we focus on the problem we focus on the issue get down and all of a sudden we're pessimistic oh the sky is falling oh there's never gonna be a cure to this covid mess oh, oh woe is me the sky we get discouraged about all that's happening rather than thinking about the goodness of God every day. Oh, today I want to celebrate what God is doing, what God has done, and what God can do in every life of the believer today. Regardless of the pain, regardless of the situation, we serve an amazing God today. Amen. Sometimes as Christians, we feel overwhelmed in prayer time because those prayers just all of a sudden continue to be problem driven problem focus i believe today we've got to balance that prayer time with praise so that we don't become so problem centered a praise centered christian is the most victorious christian amen when i begin to think about what god has done and what god is able to do all of a sudden my hope does not rise and fall with what i see in the natural no but what i begin to do i elevate my eyes to the lord and it's like i've come against all the forces of darkness and just elevate myself because of god's grace and power in my life and i begin to realize no god is good and god is great and his mercy does endure forever all my problems seem to diminish when god is with me all my issues begin to fade away because I realize God is for me. I need to lift up my eyes to the Lord. Prayer time shouldn't be just about telling God how hard things are. Oh boy. Oh Lord, help me. Here am I again, Lord. I can just get on by. Just one more hour. One more day. Just going to drag myself along. We're not supposed to drag ourselves along through life. You are, you are a chosen generation today. You are a royal priesthood. Amen. You are sons and daughters of the Most High God. God loves you and God is for you. He's got a plan for your life. Sometimes we've got to shake the dust off our eyes today and our hands and our feet and say, God, I will praise you no matter what's going on. Come on, somebody. Paul and Silas learned how to praise God in the midnight hour. They were not spectators of praise but they were willing to engage the battles of life 
by entering into praise of the Most High God. We're soldiers, in fact, making a difference in the kingdom of God. Without praise, we're unarmed. But with praise, we are ready to stand and face the Goliaths of life. We're able to stand and defend the faith. We're ready to attack and take territory that the enemy has tried to take from us. Praise is both a defensive and an offensive weapon today. Words of praise today, all of a sudden, it begins to usher us into the presence of God. Weapons for good, amen, today. I want to begin to praise God with everything today. Declare the goodness of the Lord in my life and in my heart. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What does that mean? It's a great verse. We learn it in Sunday school every now and again. If you haven't learned it, it's a good one. If our heart is filled with junk, garbage in, garbage out, okay? If it's filled with evil, if our heart is filled with gossip and anger, there is no life in that. It's not life-giving, right? In fact, it's life-taking. Our heart, when it's filled with gratitude and joy, the mouth, in fact, will overflow with praise. What do people think of you when they have a conversation with you? I mean, do they think, man, there's something amazing about this person? Or do they run from you? Because <laughs> they're like, man, don't get me in a corner with that person. They're going to tell me how terrible it is, how the sky is falling, and there's no way we're ever going to... Wait a minute, I thought we're people of God today. We're supposed to, I thought we're supposed to be a lighthouse of heaven here on earth, a slice of the pie. We're supposed to experience the joy of the Lord bubbling up within me. And if I don't have that joy, I better go pray before I walk out of my house. Amen? Oh, come on, somebody. Someone has got to know God is calling us to be light in this dark time, hope in the midst of hopelessness. We're called to be the church of the living God, living as a beacon of hope and light in a lost and hurting world. What does that mean? The world sometimes we can tell they don't have the answer, but guess what the church does? Jesus Christ is the answer today. Amen. Jesus Christ is the source of our strength and we ought to be able to praise him like we believe it. Amen. 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 If we're always complaining, people will really know what our heart's all about. God knows that we're facing life's battles with a dull sword. Maybe no one else gets it because they see the outside, but God knows what's on the inside, okay? And here's the deal with the dull sword. That means we're just, we're about as effective as a golf club trying to cut cheese, <laughs> a block of cheese. It cannot be done. What you need is a very sharp knife, Amen. So sharpen my knife today, God. Grow me today in you today. I don't want to be as dull as a golf club when it comes to what you're trying to do through my life. Amen. If praise flows from my mouth, in fact, it will reveal a joy, a strength, 
a peace that I have in Jesus. You, my brothers, sisters, young people today, you are a weapon that God desires to use because he wants to defeat the plans and the principalities of the enemy today. He desires to defeat the powers of darkness, the rulers of this world. He desires to to vanquish the enemy today and he's gonna do so through godly people today. Oh, I wanna be a light, a beacon of hope in the midst of dark times. I wanna be hope to this world. I don't want to add to the confusion or the darkness. No, God, let your light so shine before me that men will see good works, Jesus, that you will be glorified through everything that I do, my attitude, my actions, and my lifestyle. There is a power in praise that can never be measured. It'll never be able to be measured. We can't fully understand, actually, how God uses praise to conquer the forces of darkness. But praise absolutely, without a doubt, it brings us into the presence of God. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy. In his presence, there's power from on high. When we begin to see things around us, that's the moment we've got to praise. We see the plans of the enemy defeated around us. When we measure the circumstances in life, beside the majesty of who God truly is. That's when we can fortify our faith perspective. I want to begin to deepen my roots in God today. So much so that when the winds blow and when the storms come, nothing will shake me in my faith. Why? Because my faith is not simply cognizant of what I see in the natural, but there's an awareness in the supernatural that says, God, I will trust in you. I will trust in what you're doing in me and through me. So guide my steps. Let me see everything from your perspective every day. Amen. Amen. Now is the time to get our eyes off our problems and get our eyes focused on Jesus. Today, we're more than conquerors. We are his workmanship. The Bible says that we are created in his image. We are his people. And he knows us by name. He knows you today. Tell someone today, hey, God knows you. And God knows me. He knows our name today. He knows who we are today. We are not in this world together just on our own. No, we are children of the most high God. Praise is all about who he is. It helps me see life from his perspective. And praise ushers us into God's presence. It ushers us into the presence of the Lord. While thanksgiving, it responds to the acts and the works of God. Praise, well, it takes it a step further. The scriptures share in Psalm 104, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. In other words, think about a a walled city. We enter into the gates of the city with thanksgiving, but into the inner courtroom of the king, we enter into that space with our praise. So we get closer and closer to the Lord as we begin to praise the Lord and elevate him in our hearts and minds and usher us in closer to his presence. Thanksgiving, it opens up the gates. Praise escorts us into his presence. Amen. 
Thanksgiving is a thank you for the miracles. It's an acknowledgement that, hey, I'm so thankful, God, for what you are doing right now, for the blessing, the healing, the restoration that's occurring. It's situational to all that's going on around me. Thanksgiving responds to God's acts. While praise and worship, it literally responds to God's nature. Who is God? Is God faithful? Do we serve a faithful God today? Anyone in the room, do we serve a faithful God today? Amen. God is faithful today. He is an amazing God, and he has done amazing things in our life. We can call upon the Lord, and he will hear every single prayer that is prayed. Praise is not content to linger on the outer courts of thanksgiving. When especially when more is available, praise desires and calls us to grow and go closer to him. Thanksgiving is a response to the works of God. God is wonderful. God is amazing. And it's always important that we elevate the Lord through thanksgiving, a celebration of what God has done. That's why someone can receive a miracle without knowing the miracle worker. In this room, a miracle can occur, and it's not like that person may or may not have a, a depth of knowledge, a depth of relationship with God. You can recognize the miraculous work of God in someone's life, but never accept the invitation to go deeper. I need to dwell here just for a minute. In other words, we can have all the spiritual gifts in the world, but if we're not going deeper in God, that means our roots are about this thick, <laughs> right? And when the storms blow, when the issues come our way, all of a sudden I'm woed about and moved about by every wind of doctrine. Why? Because I'm not allowed myself to grow and develop and plant my roots in God. Some admire the handiwork of God. Wow, vistas and mountains and oceans again. But they never allow him to work and bring that them into relationship deeper into fullness of relationship with him. Moses shows us a contrast between seeking the hand of God and the heart of God. There is a difference. Psalm 103 and 7, he made known his ways to Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. What does that mean? Well, in the Old Testament, Israel had... Let's just face it, they had seasons of divine visitation, right? I mean, we're talking some amazing, you read the Old Testament, you've got these amazing stories. Men, women of faith, nations, I mean, you, it's amazing, significant breakthrough, deliverance, you know, power. I mean, God, manna, I mean, there were so many things. Miraculous intervention occurred, supernatural forms of deliverance. I mean, the Red Sea, I mean, all of these things happened in the Old Testament, but in many instances, they remain content to applaud the miracles of God and never went the extra mile to develop a heart for God. They never went the extra mile to develop that walk with God, that extra mile that Moses had that we read about. Moses is the one that goes up to the mountain to meet the Lord while the rest of the folks, they chose to stay back have a party. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 21 shares, so the people stood afar off 
But Moses drew near the thick darkness where God was. What does that mean? Well, first of all, you don't have to fear God's presence, okay? You don't have to fear the Lord. No, that's not what it's about. Your praise can literally bring you into the holy of holies today, the closeness of God, directly to where God is. And in doing so, you will never be the same. The safest place in the world is to live right in the middle of God's presence today. Amen. Oh, brothers and sisters today, can we just decide without a doubt, I'm choosing to follow after him. I'm choosing to live in relationship with the Lord. I want to be close to God. I want to draw near to the Lord today. When you praise God, you're doing exactly what you were created to do. We were created to worship the Lord. Oh, could someone right now just take a moment and worship him today and praise God for all that he has done, all that he is doing today. Our praise, it glorifies God. It draws us closer to him today. Amen. I believe God desires to fight for us today, fight our battles for us today. Someone needs to get a hold of this, refuse to agree with the circumstances and the problems of life today, refuse to fall for the deception of the enemy today. The enemy is trying to destroy you. The enemy is trying to confuse you, but we serve a God who is great and greatly to be praised today. Oh, I will elevate him in my heart and my mind today. I bring my voice into agreement to with the unchanging word of God today. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, would someone stand with me right now and begin to praise God, begin to thank him, choose this day to focus on the Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I desire to enter into praise. I desire to have a depth in my relationship today, Lord. I refuse a surface level Christianity. I refuse something that only feels good for the moment and then tomorrow it's fading. I got to get my dose of Jesus one more time rather than a sustained presence of God living inside of you, breathing inside of you, something that is grounded in the truth of God's word, the unchanging word of God that says, hey, I don't care if anybody else serves God. I choose to follow him. I choose to follow the Lord. My family might not know about all of this. They're not sure about this whole God stuff, Jesus stuff, but today I am declaring in my heart, declaring in my mind, I choose to follow Jesus. I choose to follow the Lord. I will praise Him and I will enter into covenant relationship with the Lord daily. I don't want the enemy to steal my joy. I'm not going to allow some rock to take my place. Because here's the deal. All of heaven rejoices when one person comes into salvation. Right? All of heaven begins to rejoice at one. Amen. When you leave the 99 and you reach out for the one, what's that saying? 
You're living as though God is the center of your life. And all of a sudden, one glorious day, he's going to give you the reward of heaven to say, hey, this was a soul winner. Hey, this was someone who loved me. This is someone that had a desire to praise me with their life, with their actions, with their attitude every day. Why? Because they chose within them. They chose within them to be a person responding to what they were called to be, created to be. Everyone in this room, we are created to praise the creator. We are created to praise Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise right now is going to help someone in this room. I don't know what you have been facing this week. You've allowed something to get a hold of your spirit. You've allowed something to confuse you. Some disappointment, some pain, some struggle. Someone said something and you're hurt. I don't know what's going on on the inside, but can I tell somebody today that your praise will allow you to get through whatever it is that you're facing right now. Don't let the enemy win. Don't let the enemy have a foothold in your heart today. No, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we are choosing to serve the Lord. We will serve Jesus Christ. We will be men and women of faith, young people of faith today. We will elevate the Lord with our hearts and with our minds. In the name of Jesus Christ, I want to bring this to a close. I'm going to open up these altars. You're welcome to come up to the front and pray. I mean, we've got safe areas for you to pray. Someone will pray with you. It's right where you are. You're welcome to pray there as well. But can we, in a moment, we're going to make this entire place a place of prayer. Someone needs to get a hold of Jesus. Someone needs to surrender some things that are holding them back. This is your moment. This is your day. This is your hour today. Can we right now, we're going to pray. We're going to believe that the presence of God has already ministered. God is speaking to people right now. He wants to minister to your heart. I don't want anyone to hold back from the Lord today because God wants to deliver you. God wants to help you. God wants to give you the strength and the peace that you need in the name of Jesus. Lord, right now, we have brothers and sisters in the house today and online. They are experiencing some things. They're going through the trials, the fires, the fiery furnaces of life. But today, we know that you're the fourth man in the fire with us. We will praise you for who you are and what you're about to do in every life, every heart, every situation. Bringing deliverance, bringing strength, bringing guidance to us. God, right now, no matter the trial, we will trust in you. No matter the test, we will not compromise our faith. We completely surrender to you right now. Forgive us, Lord, for following the ways of the world. Forgive us, Lord, for allowing bitterness or hurt to cloud our judgment. Do what only you can do today. Lord, our eyes are fixed on you as the creator and sustainer of our life. You are the one that will guide us now as we fully dedicate and surrender our life to you. We we repent of our sin now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. I'm inviting someone in this room today. Maybe you need to take the next step in your faith. Would you begin to make your way to the front or right where you are, begin to raise your hands to God and say, God, that's me. Man, I've been struggling with some things today. I need deliverance. I need help, God. Amen. You've got brothers and sisters that want to pray with you right now. Let's make this entire place a place of prayer. The presence of God is here. God is fighting for us. Let's all pray. Amen. I'm inviting you. Come to the front. Let's believe that the power and presence of God is in the house. Let's all pray in Jesus. This is how I find my power. This is how.
how I climb my mountain. This is how I climb. 